Hello, my broskies. What's up today? <laughs> broskies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, gotta, gotta be Keep new. it fresh. <laughs> that was worse. Um, so, I'm here today with my father, as always. Yes, here we are. And we've got a new topic today. I would love to tell you what it is, but I'm not gonna uh, lie. I don't know what we're talking about. Isn't that awesome? He's, Can you feel the anticipation in the air? I'm just really worried that I'm going to be disappointed in what we have to talk about. Uh, he probably he's, will be. He's hyped this up a lot, and I'm just like, I... Why? Well, before we get into the topic, like, uh, you know, we've had... This is a new year. It's a... Uh, it's, it's a new year. It's a new season. Gotta remember it's, what year it is now. Dang it. I gotta change my internal clock. Right. Didn't you say you wrote like 2020 on something the other day? <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a little late. You're a little behind the game there. I'm a little behind on age and year. And I month. guess. <laughs> Usually date. You're caught in the uh, pre C word. C word. <laughs> time, <Beep>. time area. <laughs> we try not to say the C word in our household because we all think, yeah. We just don't want to. I purposefully didn't get school photos from most of my junior high year because of that. I was like, Oh, no. it was that the reason you didn't get your junior high photos? Well, also, <laughs> I looked like a crabby. You look like all junior high. I looked like a crabby little teenager. Yeah. Preteen, yeah. whatever you call them. Gremlin. Do you know? I went through the changing phase of have, from child to teen, and that's just not a pretty phase. Have you ever seen my, my, um, my uh, fifth grade? photo i've seen a lot of photos i think so didn't you have a mullet i had i did well i did have a mullet you were yes. both different <laughs> i did have a mullet you had a mullet I had for hair. a long time I mean, it, just to think of the days when i had hair is amazing he tells me constantly that he would totally grow back his mullet if he it's did. actually why when you drew the graphic that uh you put hair on me because you I was like stuck in mullet phase. <laughs> I didn't draw a mullet specifically. I think maybe I should. Maybe I can update. <laughs> I can draw new ones. Uh, there is like every now and then I look at <gasps> the graphic and I'm If just you like, could draw like with my 1996 You get me a photo picture? and I will that would draw be amazing. Cuz yeah. there is a picture. I've told Daphne this before. There is a picture of me <laughs> sitting on the steps of, of Versailles. The, of Versailles in Paris. <laughs> I'm wearing blue jeans, black elephant skin cowboy boots, and a pink t-shirt. I thought it was a tank top. It was a t-top, or a tank top. You're right. Tank, and it was pink like tank a, top. Like I'm getting my fifth salmon. grade photo mixed up. <laughs> it was like almost a salmon colored, and you were like really tan. It was, you it's were like gross. like farmer tan yeah. and a mullet. Well, I was a farm boy. Yeah. And we were there in July. And you, you actually, you used to have blonde hair. Like you had like dirty blonde hair. Yeah, that's but true. it got darker. Yeah. Well, Daphne. Yes. The moment you've been anticipating. Oh gosh. <laughs> that you just couldn't wait for. I know how much you love this topic, and it's actually it's interesting because I did not like this topic whenever I, I, I was your age either. No, I'm exaggerating when I say I you you don't like you won't like it or you will like it. Yeah, I'm exaggerating. Anyway. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. 
confused. <laughs> I was confused a little bit too. I didn't like this topic whenever I was a teenager mm-hmm. because I wasn't sure how to answer it. I even wrote about it uh, in a blog post that I just put up on our on our blog. Dang, I should have looked at the blog then. Yeah, right, right. Uh, <gasps> at inbetweenpodcast.com. That reminds me, I have to put up that other thing. Oops. <clears throat> so I know that some of your teachers, and you, you actually were in a class where you had to do this. Oh, no. Ask you. To write goals for your life. Oh, gosh. (laughs) What? I'm so disappointed in you. (laughs) If you couldn't tell, I despise this topic. Teachers that do this, I'm sure teachers that do this, you are great people. You have the best in mind for us, maybe. But stop doing this, please. (laughs) It's torture. Okay, so t- so talk to me about that because when it comes to, I mean, I I have no question that you would agree that it's good to have goals. Yes, and it's good to have like benchmarks and places you want to achieve. I know this is the case for you because there is a whiteboard in your bedroom <laughs> with a calendar and a list. Like it's no teenager should have this level of organization going on in their life. It's a little bit psycho because it was my last. It was like finals week, and I had to make sure that I planned out everything to a T and got everything done on the right time, or I was going to not be ready. Like, if anything was slightly off, I wouldn't have time to study for my last section of my AP test, which was horrible, but I think I passed. But, um, yeah, it was just like, there was so much work I had to get done that I knew I, I would stress about it so, unless I had it all listed out. Like sure. Monday, so, do this, this, and this. And Tuesday, do this, this, and this. So so you agree that it's it's good to have that yes. kind of stuff going on. Like, it's genuinely, like, distresses me if I don't have that. Sure. So so what is is it about that activity of, like, goal setting and, like, long-term horizon kind of stuff that you you don't like? Because I think a lot of pe- te- teenagers are in the same place. I know I was. So Yeah. I like short-term goals like that, right? Stuff that I can just check off the list and be done with. I'm that kind of person. Like, I want to be productive. I want to check it off, and I want to be done with it. Like, that's it. I've, I've done my goals for the day, right? I've done my goals for the week, whatever. But when it comes to long-term goals, teachers in our classes will give us handouts with smart goals that we have to write within 15 minutes or 20 minutes or you know like it has to be something quick they don't really give you time to think about it yeah and they're just like set your goal for the year i'm like boy it's the first day of school i don't know what my goals are i haven't even gotten all my classes yet like or maybe it's the second week of school or maybe it's the end of the year and they're all like Set your goals for the end of the year for your finals. And I'm like, dude, I just want to pass. I don't even care. I have no goals. Like, I just, other than I want to pass. Sure, sure. And I, It's just annoying to me because I think that most kids in our grade don't know what we want. We don't know where we want to go with our lives. We don't know what classes we want to take three years in the future. We don't know what our degree in college is going to be. Like, we don't know what job or what kind of family we don't know any of that stuff right we're teenagers half of us are too stupid to even make that decision 
Half of us don't know how to do most of our times tables. Like, right. Or we did, and then we forgot. Like, sure. I speak for myself. Um, but it's just, they kind of throw it in your face so fast, and you have to make a decision. Yeah. Because it's part, the assignment is part of your grade. Like, I have to write a smart goal or they're going to take off my score. And so I when you end up, when you end up writing those things down, what, what, are the, what, what does it end up being? It's usually something stupid. Like I want a pluses by the end of the year, or I want to keep my GPA at 3.83 or whatever I have it at, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's something stupid and meaningless. I think one time I even put, I want to be able to do a handstand by the end of the year. I still can't do a handstand. <laughs> I didn't spend one day on that goal yeah. because I knew it was stupid and I knew that I didn't care about so it. So is the goal is the are when you're writing those goals mm-hmm. are they are they do they do they revolve around somebody else's expectations? Do you feel like or are no. they Okay. Usually it's I, everybody's expectations for me actually seems to be a lot lower when I think about it than what I expect of myself. Good or bad, you know, that's, I don't know. Can be good, can be bad, you know, because one, I'm self-motivated. Two, I'm a little bit obsessive. But I, I just, I think it's a waste of time. Like, I understand that they're trying to teach us time management and they're trying to help us set goals with numbers. That's a big thing that they teach you is they're like, we want you to have these goals, you have to have a time limit on it. You have to have some kind of number involved in your goal. Even Mr. Kennedy from my chemistry class taught us that. Yeah. It was all like, it's, you need to have that, right? It's, it's important because if you say, I'm just going to do it later or I'm just going to do it, like, it's probably not going to happen, especially considering teenagers and their habits. If we don't have a time set, it's not going to happen. So what is the healthy hmm? aspect of goal setting do you think well it means that you have a plan for what you're gonna do you're not just gonna wing anything and I think I think at the beginning of every semester I kind of go in with goals already preset I'm like I've, in your head like yeah. unwritten goals kind of thing not written goals no, I said unwritten goals yeah yeah like like they're not always like crystal clear word for word what I'm gonna do but I have an idea of what I want to achieve that year. And so for me, when I walk into a class that tells me to write a SMART goal, I feel like I'm in a kindergarten again, and they're teaching me something that I already know. And I don't need it because I already know how to do that myself. I've learned time time management as a young kid. Maybe other kids haven't, but I know that they don't care. And they're certainly not going to finish it because they're never going to see that paper again. So I think it's just... I get the idea, but it's kind of a waste of time because, like I said, we don't know what we want. Sure. Half of us don't know if we're even going to graduate high school. Half of us don't know if we're ever going to get a college degree or if we'll ever have the money for tuition. It's hard to set a goal when you don't know where you, what you want you sure. know, or where you want to go. So you, you personally have thought about that a little bit. What, what, right now, what's kind of the trajectory of your of your life when you're out of high school? I had originally the first plan I made was absolutely ludicrous. Like I didn't even care if it was achievable or not. I just thought it's a possibility. 
right? It could happen. And it would be so cool if it did. My original plan was I wanted to study. I don't remember. I think I wanted to study Korean and I wanted to go to a public college for two years. or Junior college. Yeah, the junior college for two years so I could get my two years free, right? I could get over the basic stuff. And then I wanted to either go to Seattle University for a year and finish college there, or I wanted to, if I could, this was a stretch, but like obviously I'd be, I'd be studying Korean throughout this whole time of finishing high school and through my uh, public college years, and then I would go to Korea and find a cool job there. I don't know. Maybe get a husband, spend some time there, and I don't know, maybe I'd move back to the U.S., maybe I wouldn't. And then I thought, that's kind of crazy. Like, I've never actually been to Korea. I know it's a beautiful place, and I'd love to live in, like, I wouldn't want to live in a city, but I'd like to live, like, on the outskirts of a city. Yeah, and you've you've always uh, liked... I've always loved cities. Well, not just cities, but you've always, like, had this this idea of going to another country. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I used to think it would fix my problems. Now I know that that's not true. Yeah. It's not going to fix my problems. Every country has their own Well, problems. when you were little, you you wanted to go to Afghanistan. Because, and you want to know the <laughs> stupid reason for that? Is because Afghanistan sounded like handstand, and I like doing handstands. <laughs> I was awesome. four. I was four. That's you true. cannot you blame me for that one. I that's was true. naive. But... Yeah, I thought for a while, maybe I could do that. And then I realized that's a stretch. Like, that's a stretch for me. Yeah. I don't know if I'd actually enjoy doing that and being so far away from family. Um, so then I kind of changed my idea to something more realistic, something that I knew I could meet. And so now my plan is still go to two years of public college and then go to Michigan's College of Creative Studies and get my creative writing degree or like something perform- creative performing arts kind of degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. I used to, th- I was kind of like, maybe I get a major in this and then I'll get a minor in this, you know, like minor and maybe something financial or something like that. Cause that's helpful. You know, sure. business classes are helpful. Sure. I have seen that all over. I know that's all I've got. What have what what have I encouraged you to do when it comes to goal setting? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because, like, whatever you've... I mean, everything I know, I guess, is learned from you and mom. Sure. So I don't know what specifically. There's been one guiding principle that I've talked to you about on a couple of different occasions, and that has always been to put God first. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a... Yeah, and that's actually, I've been thinking a lot about it, or I thought a lot about it, and I was like, I want to be involved in stuff that's going to be seen by the public, right? So whether that be entertainment or journalism or news reporting of some kind, I'm I'm good at writing. I know that that's one of my strengths. I love writing, and I've put a lot of time into it, right? I've also put a lot of time into my art. Maybe I'll not use that as a career because it's something that I enjoy. And once something that I enjoy goes from a hobby to a job, I know that it stresses me out and I stop enjoying it as much. But I know that writing is like, it's already like a job to me. Sure. You know, 
So if I could, like, use something that the public is going to see and then I can write about certain concepts or be a journalist and take certain stories and write about these concepts and infuse them in stories, like, a lot of the stuff that we've been learning in my honors English class is pulling out themes and connecting characters and character development and blah, 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 blah. So, like, now when I read something, it's, like, blatantly staring me back in the face that this is the theme, this is the point, this is what the author wanted you to realize when you're reading their writing, right? Sure. Which is very helpful when you're reading the Bible. And also, like the immediate thing that I think of is, like, Chronicles of Narnia, right? That entire series was, like, blast in the face with Bible concepts and stuff like that. Sure. Like, Aslan's Rise from the Dead in Three Days, right? Don't know if anybody's ever noticed that, but that's a big one for me. And I want to write stuff like that. I want it to be viewed by the public, and I want people to understand not the proper way to live life, but... I want them to understand concepts that will help them be more peaceful. Sure. Well, it's interesting when, obviously, when I ask you this question about goals, I personally know I experienced some of the exact same stuff that you did um, when I was a kid. I I felt the same way. I remember distinctly. scary. I remember distinctly sitting uh, in our gymnasium at the, at our, at our high school, uh, For those of you who don't know, my school was really little, and so it was actually kindergarten through twelfth grade, all in one building. It was a public high school uh, or public school. Um, How many students? One hundred nineteen kids, there kindergarten through twelfth grade. Yep, it was it was awesome. <laughs> when I, that, the year that I graduated, um, but I remember sitting on on in the gymnasium, and a, they they ask us to write goals, and this happened a few times. I'm not sure, maybe if it was a once a year thing. Um, they ask us to write goals and I always hated it. But one of the reasons why I personally hated it was because uh, I was more concerned about what people thought of my goals. Um, so th- that kind of was an initial thing for me. So anytime, even all up probably through college, maybe even into some of my early adult years, when it came to goals, I was like, I would, I just, I would be, I just vapor lock. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what my goals are. Yeah. But what I realized and what I have realized is that I I don't call them goals. I call them principles. Yeah. And I, and that's what I've tried to teach you is that there are, there are principles that are the driving force of what we do in life. Mm-hmm. Right. And my, the principles or the goals in my life are put God first, put family second mm-hmm. and care for people. Those three things. That's like the that's the overlying theme of my life, and I think it's what you just described. Whenever you were saying mm-hmm. uh, Chronicles of Narnia, like it's a theme, right? Yeah. Look at and, any book, and you will find a theme like that. And if you and if you have this theme for yes. your life, well, then it's easy to make short term goals exactly. that follow the theme, right? Short-term goals are much easier to make than long-term goals. And I think that what school fails to teach you is that you don't have to know immediately. You don't have to decide. You can always change what you want to do. It's never too late to do something. And I think people who think that are a little close-minded like, and 
have kind of given up on their goals. Yeah. And personally, I hate the word goals as, as well because when you think of a goal, it's something you check off a list, right? It's right. something that, if, you know, at some point is going to be done. It's going to be met and you'll never think about it again. But a principle is like a way that you live your life. It's a constant thing that will always be there. And I just like that better. It's even as a person who likes checking things off a list, sure. principle I, is just better. I like it better too, but quite frankly, it's not something that I, I think I really completely realized until I was nearly 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. It's never too late. And you're right. It's never too late. I mean, at 45, I started doing jujitsu. That's crazy. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> When, when I, now, whenever I look at life and I look at life decisions, I go, okay, well, do these decisions and these goals that I want to set, do they follow or are they going to, like, encourage and help the principles that I have set, mm-hmm. right? God first, family second, care for people. And some people may be a little confused by the family second. Can you explain that? Like, they're like, what? You put your family second? What? Well, because God has the best interest uh, of my family first. Um, and so when when I say family second, it's a close second, right? It's not, and it's like yeah. they, are, they are intertwined with each other. If I ever felt like God was directing us to do anything, the next question is, what's it going to be? What's it going to mean for the family? You've even, you, you've even heard me say before we've sat down and had some serious conversations. I'm like, I feel like we should do this, but what do you guys, do you guys agree? What's the next step? And And you included me in those conversations quite young too. Absolutely. Which I think is nice because a lot of people are like, Oh, you're a kid. You don't know anything, but we know a lot more than you think we do. You just have to like actually allow us to speak our minds. I don't think people really, let kids have an opinion sometimes. Yeah. Because they think that we're not capable of it, but it's only because you're not letting us be capable of it. We got people listening to this podcast. They're out there. They're they're feeling like they should make some goals. It's the new year. They want to make resolutions. They want to do all those kind of things. What, what would you tell them? This is just a personal thing, but I think New Year's is kind of just a not... Eh. eh. I think it's just a dumb American tradition that makes us think that we're going to get things done when we're not. What's the the, the busiest week of the year for fitness centers? January. Yeah, the first week of January. The first week of January. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So my advice would be don't make long-term goals. Don't say, I'm going to work out more this year. Wow, that, that really flies in the face of everything that anyone Literally will tell you, right? everything that American society tells you, personally, I think it's not entirely correct. Now, I will say, you know, in a big lie, there's a little truth, and in a big truth, there's a little lie. I was actually thinking about this last night. Um, wow, that's weird. Right? God. <laughs> um, but... You just have to be careful with the kind of goals that you're making and how long-term they are. Gradually, it becomes a habit. 
that's you, that's actually that's how you make life changes. Whoa. You you know that when you watched me uh, yeah. last was it last year? Yeah, last year mm-hmm. I started the the better yeah. health program. Um which I would just say do it. It's B E T R awesome. Uh look it up. Anyway. Um I did this program and and there were days whenever I messed up on the program. Mm-hmm. Um I I would I ate things I wasn't supposed to. We actually had some trips that um uh where we ate at Waffle House like oh my one, gosh. One, one, a couple times I and, forgot about that. and some other things and it and it was there's no way it was like part of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And in times past it would have been really easy for me to just give up on it on a diet. But the interesting thing about better and it really stuck with me was they said don't try to be perfect, just be better. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was the goal with the whole thing was just be better. And so I went, oh, okay, well, I missed today. Mm-hmm. Just do better than the day but, before. But tomorrow I'll do, tomorrow I'll do better. Yeah. Right. And, um, and so, man, t- talk about like yeah. weight loss transformation, health transformation, everything um, was a big deal. So yeah. made a, made a big impact on my life because it's just what you're saying. It was a short term goal that uh, worked out well. And I think, was it Jordan Peterson that said this? I think maybe I um, he said for people, who, young people who want to change the world and don't clean their rooms, what's going to happen? <laughs> you start changing the world by cleaning your room. Yeah. Start with something small and then build your way up. Yeah. Okay. Don't go big first. Start by what you can control. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's my big advice. Which it is interesting that we, I mean, we know these to be good principles, but mm-hmm. then when it comes, then we say, oh, shoot for this long-term goal. I don't do that anymore. Now. I've given up completely on those because I know I won't finish them. Now, here's the interesting caveat to that. Really? Yeah. Here's Elon Musk. Oh. Okay. Wants to, wants to uh, put people on Mars. Mm-hmm. He. I, I don't remember exactly what year he says, but I, I want to say it's like 2025 or 2030, right? Well, one so thing, he's kind of got a long-term goal, right? Yeah, but he says, I want to. That's a dream. I'm going to is a goal. I want to is a dream. That's the difference that I see. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I want to do this. So I think that's the difference between setting a long-term goal quote unquote, versus having a dream that you want to do. So do you think if teachers just rephrased it a little bit and said, what do you want to do? That freaks you out too, right? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. What do you want to be when you grow? I mean, that's kind of what the question is, right? That question, I'm not going to go off because we've been here a while, but that question has been shoved in my head over and over and over again, you know, since kindergarten. They were like, what do you want to be? And I was like, a ballerina teacher. That was an unrealistic goal, right? But I was a kid. But I, th- I think it's strange that they ask kids so young, what do you want to do? Because we don't know. We don't know anything about life. We don't know what we want to do. I hate that question. <laughs> For a long time, I thought that I was weird because I couldn't answer it. Because right. I just decided one day I didn't have an answer. And for majority of junior high... People would ask me what I want to do, and I said, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I want to do. And I thought I was weird for that. And I don't want people to think that they're weird or wrong or 
stupid because they don't know what to do with their life. They're smart. Yeah. Because they recognize that it might change. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. You know, within the month, I might change my mind of what I want to do. So then what do you say to the college student that is um, still trying to figure it out and they're two years into their degree? (sighs) It would probably stress me out too because like college is where you really have to figure it out, right? You have to get the right degree. Like this is what society tells you is you have to get the right degree and then you go straight to your job and then you make a bunch of money with your job and then you have a family and blah, blah, blah. If you're stuck and you don't know what to do, I'd say just take the basic classes. Like, maybe take a business class. Just finish your degree with something simple and then get a job somewhere. Take a step. Just take a step, yeah. Yeah. Just get a job. I don't At a diner, at McDonald's, nobody cares if you start at McDonald's. Just probably don't stay there, you know? At least try to work your way. I mean, I, I had a friend in college that was, <laughs> that worked from high school all the way through uh, college in uh, at McDonald's. He was a manager. He made really great money. Well, yeah. And I'm saying, yeah. just don't. It's a ste- it's a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone. Yeah. You work there a couple of years, you might be the manager of McDonald's, and then you make enough money, maybe you can move to a different job. And this is you part f- of the reason. find something that you like and you can get to a different job. This is part of the reason why I say make guiding principles for your life mm-hmm. and make God, following God, your top priority. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, when you put God first, Everything's it's a, a lot it, it easier. feels like a risk. It really does. It feels like a risk because there's so, there's so much unknown there. Mm-hmm. But there's this trust that happens. It's almost peaceful. Like, and, it's weird. I mean, how many different activities have I done in my life because I've been afforded the opportunity to do that? I was and, thinking about that the other day. Right? Like, you've done so much. Because the guiding principle is God first. Yeah, I've worked as a contractor. I've, I've worked as a pastor. I've been all over the world. I've, I've had the opportunity to do lots of different things. You were in a and fashion show one time. I was in a no, fashion show. He one. wasn't walking on. Well, I could have been. You could have been. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not true. I was overweight. Then. Mullet. Uh, <laughs> I would have been the plus size model. <laughs> <laughs> the stocky plus size. Diversity, father. Uh, yep. Well, thank you all for listening today. I totally forgot that I had to do an outro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Still getting used to this and that kind of stuff, but thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like this content, and comment if you want to see more, or if there's something that you want us to talk about specific, if you guys have any questions, let us know. Absolutely. We have uh, a docket of topics similar to the one we just discussed that uh, we'd like to put out there, but we'd also like to hear what you would you want to hear from us Um, any social issues you'd like us to to discuss uh, anything like that we would love to be able to do that and as well follow up and uh, check out inbetweenpodcast.com where you can see our blog posts our blogs and there is a blog that's related to this podcast specifically today uh, Mm. that I wrote um, actually on the airplane not too long ago so yeah and there is a blog that I did promise I would put up and I will 
I will get that one up. I can't remember which podcast it was for. <laughs> oh, right. It was the Disneyland one. Yep. I will put that up because it's a funny story. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.